Hi guys, this is Headcase. We are here today with Jack Leary again. Hey. And um, a very special guest named Macy Eleni, who happens to also be Greek, and so am I. So we we found that out recently, and we we were ecstatic <laughs> about it because Greeks love Greeks. So I've already I already have a special place in my heart for you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel like that's every Greek person meets and they're like, oh my God, you're Greek. I'm Greek. We're best friends. Yeah. It's like family instant, instantly. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> um, okay. So you reached out to me on social media and you know Sophie, the girl who was yeah, on my we, second episode. Yeah. We just happened. I mean, I found her and her sister's blog, I don't know, a while back. Yeah. And just saw that she was really open about posting about weed and like how she uses it for anxiety and we literally just bonded over that Mm -hmm. and then like also fashion but honestly mostly that that's amazing (laughs) the internet's so amazing sometimes it's crazy i know people like that um okay so you smoke weed for anxiety yeah um how has that helped you and benefited you I mean, like, immensely. I was actually listening to her episode with you guys um, before this. Okay. And I, too, have, like, gotten really into CBD as well just because I use weed mostly for anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's something that I didn't really partake in in high school at all, even though, like, all my, like, stoner guy friends did. Just, like, wasn't for me. But then in college, like, I just really struggled with anxiety from, like, my family life, from school, just, like, uh, it, it was like crippling yeah. and w- my boyfriend smoked weed and he was like, you just need to smoke weed. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm so like type A anxious. Like, I just don't think so. And then once I did and like found what worked for me, found what times worked for me, right. it's literally been such a godsend. Like, obviously I can't like smoke a whole joint and then like be the most productive, but right. like, <laughs> if I do at night, like it helps me to be able to sleep and not be up thinking about everything that I, you know, think I should be thinking about. Right. Like the meaning of life. Every decision you've ever made. Exactly. Every decision I've ever made, everything I need to be doing the next day and the next day and the next day. Yeah. It just keeps me chill. Right. Well, that's amazing. It's always great to find something that helps you. And you're in LA, so it's like super accessible now. Oh my gosh. It's like totally fine. Like, I am from Ohio and my family lives there. And when I've gone home, like I forget how not everyone there is so cool with it as they are here. Right. I was literally at my dad's boat up at Lake Erie in Ohio over the summer. And I was like smoking a joint on his boat because he said I could. And he was like, you you need to stop. Like everyone like literally (laughs) thinks that we're delinquent criminals over here. I'm like, so funny. Oh sorry. Like, sorry. It's for medical reasons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so if you guys don't know Macy, she has a really cool YouTube channel and Instagram. Actually, you're quite hilarious. After we reached out to each other, I started following you and it, you're hilarious on your stories. Very real and That's authentic, which is the best. Oh, same. I feel like it's where the like, I our could true care less shine. about like the post of a picture of my cute outfit. Like I love to just story and talk. Right, me too. It's great. You just can be yourself and no one I feel like people yeah. appreciate it more when you when you're talking to the <laughs> talking to your camera rather than just trying to look pretty or something. Um, exactly. Like yeah. I don't know. So do you want to tell us a little about your YouTube channel and how you started it and and a little bit of your background? Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of a long because I'm 26, and I would say that there's, like, two parts to my channel. It's, like, my now what it is, like, talking about body image and, like, my eating disorder recovery, but it's also, like, a love for media and, you know, like, that I love entertaining and making people laugh. And, right. you know, I can remember the first time I ever thought about food in a in the way of, like, knowing, you know, that it could that I could control what I ate and like that that would have effects on my body. I was probably like literally six years old, I think. Oh, wow. And yeah. So I grew up with a single mom. My parents got divorced when I was six. Okay. And I was kind of straddling these two worlds throughout middle school and high school of my mom's house where I lived all the time, just with her and my sister, where she was just working so hard traveling all the time. So she could like give us, 
the an amazing life and we wouldn't have to miss out on what other kids, you know, were doing. Yeah. But with that came that she traveled a lot for work and I just didn't have eyes on me, you know, like not that she didn't care about what I was doing when it came to food, but there just wasn't those eyes on me to know exactly. Right. So it's like not her fault. But then I was also straddling this other world of my dad's house where it was ex- him and my stepmom, where it was extremely critical. And right. they spoke about food and looks and body image just in the most like negative way all the time. Mm-hmm. They were always on some sort of diet, always talking about their bodies. And I think a lot of parents don't really realize that it's really important not only what you say about your kids eating habits and like their body, but what you say about your own in front of them. Absolutely. And that really stuck in my head. Like I literally remember I would get ready to go to his house for the weekend and I would get ready for hours because I would be so nervous of like, if they're going to come into my body or my makeup or my hair or even down to my socks, not matching. And wow. it just became this like obsession. Yeah. And then in high school, I just had been, I don't know, d- engaging in these behaviors for a long time, but my mom had a past with an eating disorder. So she just, you know, I I think that our parents are just from like a different, obviously like time where Mm -hmm. this stuff wasn't talked about. So to her, she's like, in her mind, she's like, yeah, like every girl goes through a phase when they just like, you know, are weird with their body and don't eat. And like, so she kind of like, didn't see it as that big of a deal at the time. Right. And so when I was in high school, I was just engaging in those behaviors. And then my junior year of high school, I just had a situation where, to be frank, like it was my birthday and mm-hmm. we'd gone out for like a big birthday dinner, me and my mom and my sister. And I couldn't take that I'd done that and purged my food and like passed out unconscious on the ground. Oh my and my mom was like, okay, like we're taking you to the doctor. And then that's when I was admitted into treatment in Mason, Ohio. Didn't really take it seriously because I didn't want to get better. Right. I'd become super obsessed with fashion. I had gotten into this thing that was a big deal back in the day. I don't even know if they do it anymore, but it was called Teen Vogue Fashion U. And you had to literally apply, like, writing an essay through the magazine, because, like, social media was, didn't exist. Right. And I got to go to New York and, like, go to this complete, like, summit there with all the designers, like, keynote speaker Anna Wintour. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. But I was so enthralled in fashion. and But to me, like, just skinny equaled like success and power and that I had to be that. And I was also, there's so many bars, but I was also running, helping run the TV station and the magazine in high school. So I had this love for fashion, love for media, love for being on camera, Mm -hmm. love for entertaining people. But I was just like internally struggling with this eating disorder that I didn't take seriously and I didn't want to go away. And all through college, I was engaging in, the same behaviors. I got caught up in laxative abuse, which is something like no one talks about. So I talk about it on my channel um, because a lot of of the girls in my sorority house I was living in were engaging in it. But for me, like coming from my background with my eating disorder, it became a super addictive behavior. And I was just kind of a mess. Like, honestly, it's weird to me to think back to like all of those years of college. Just I don't even know how I did that, how I like got through that. And as soon as I graduated, my boyfriend and I, who I live with out here, we decided to move to LA and I was going to do something in fashion, like corporate fashion, because that's what I studied in school. And I didn't love it. We got here and I was just in a terrible headspace. I decided that I wanted to make YouTube videos. So I started making like lookbooks and alpha of the week videos. And I was truly miserable while making them because I would be so on myself about what I was eating the days leading up to filming it and that I didn't look thin enough. And like, it just, and and in turn, no one was watching and I was then getting upset because I wasn't getting the results I wanted, but I wasn't being my true self and I was forcing myself to look a certain way. And it was just ridiculous. So one day I literally had a breakdown in my apartment here and I happened to be, I decided to vlog it. And I was like, I'm so sick of like that I love YouTube and I want to do this and I know that I have a voice and I know I can do it, but like, why is no one watching what's going on? And I just broke down about my eating disorder in a video and I uploaded it and I'd never got as many views on a video. I'd never gotten so many messages, so many comments. And literally from that day, I just completely changed up 
everything that I literally wanted to do with my entire life. Well, that's and so amazing. have been just sharing that since. Yeah. And like, it has been the best thing. Like, I, I always say that I'm so upset that like, when I went to treatment, I wasted a ton of my mom's money and like, was a brat and probably should have taken it more seriously. But if I had recovered then, like, I would not be doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, exactly. And people want to so, see, sorry, like, that's, like, a lot. But. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, people want to <laughs> see uh, the the real you on YouTube or any other channel. And people can kind of, like, filter through the bullshit. Like, they can tell when someone's, like, trying too hard, I think. Um, oh, yeah, viewers are so smart. Yeah, super smart. And, you know, you don't – I mean, even to your point about, like, giving – talking negatively about your body in front of little kids like we don't give little kids enough credit either because the more you badmouth yourself or how you look it just reflect they it's shocking how much kids absorb so no it's insane and like some parents like my dad and my stepmom they they truly didn't realize that I struggled with an eating disorder Mm -hmm. I have two younger sisters my sister who's 20 she struggled with an eating disorder. And then we have another sister who's 13 and I've literally sat down with them and I'm like, if you don't cut this crap, like this literally going to happen to her. Yeah. And because it's just a conversations that need to be had that like people just, I just don't think they're having enough. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's interesting because your mom said, I mean, it's a phase every girl goes through or whatever, but in a way she's right. Because I mean, I too have struggled with body image issues and all of that. And you know, there was a point where I got super, super thin and then my, my, I just didn't really understand nutrition the same way I do now, but it shouldn't be that way. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a phase. It should be something that's controlled and handled as soon as it starts happening because I think every girl will go through it. But that's not a good thing. Like it's a phase we all go through. So like maybe we should try to to stop that right like that should tell us that it's maybe really common and that it's super dangerous (laughs) and it really takes like the life out of you because you're so focused on yourself and you almost feel guilty for that because you're like constantly thinking about what you look like rather than enjoying what you're doing so self-absorbing yeah and like i it makes you so selfish and like I completely cop to like all the things my eating disorder did not make me a good person I am like a completely better more positive more accepting person than when I was like I mean even my boyfriend he's like you were just so mean all the time I'm like yeah I was hungry and I was hungry and like it was no good and that's why like no one was watching my YouTube videos because I was like a miserable blank face who saw the world like through this, like, just like small hole of like, there's this one kind of beauty. You have to be that. Right. Or your life is like not worth anything. And now I'm like, Oh my God. Like, you're like what, what was I? What, it's like, you're kind of, I, you know, I can really relate to you because after, before I had my concussion and I went through all these different therapies for it, I sort of mm-hmm. saw, I realized how unhappy I was for like the past three years prior and I was, and I was modeling. So I was like constantly worried about what I ate and what I looked like and being like, you know, and you compare yourself to everyone else, especially in the fashion industry. It's such a toxic environment. And like as great as fashion is, I'm the same way, by the way, Macy has great style. If you follow her Instagram, um, we (laughs) both love fashion so much, but it's like there, you have to learn to like, enjoy it in a way that makes you happy rather than try to make everyone else happy because it's never going to, you're never going to make anyone happy anyway. So it's all, you're the only one that matters, but it is true. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. No, go ahead. Well, I'm just, I was just saying it's true because I mean, in that I relate to you from, I went through, I said, I went through a lot of weight loss in college just because I had, Moved to New York City for like a semester. I started modeling then. I remember going back to college to visit. I had my then boyfriend and everyone thought I had an eating disorder because I had lost so much weight. And I just, I guess I didn't really think about it because I was like just not eating as much. I truly was probably very depressed, but I just wasn't eating that much. I didn't really have my friends around with me or anything like that. And and everyone made comments. And it's so funny because you can call – like it's like 
it's so baffling to me that someone can like skinny shame someone and then when but being fat shamed is so much worse in society yet yeah calling someone like too skinny is like acceptable when it's actually just as bad of an insult especially if they're going through something and these people have no idea it's like you've no idea yeah how. people it's things people just don't understand because our whole society glamorizes just being thin so it's right. like if you're thin you have no problems you have nothing to worry about and you need to shut your mouth right like that's literally what people think meanwhile they could have an eating disorder or a thyroid problem or an autoimmune disease whatever it is and it's just like you yeah. have to be careful about how you label people but also it is so true like I can totally relate to that anger thing because I I really realized how unhappy I was and I was like constantly pissed like I remember taking photos for some um some casting and my mom was like you look miserable and I don't even know why like you were in a good mood today it's just something in your eyes you can tell when someone's not happy even if they put on a front and pretend to be and that was probably showing in your YouTube videos too because it's like you're just sort of dead behind the eyes I guess and then once something like changes and you actually start feeling happy like you making these videos and actually making a difference to people who watch them you actually you're genuinely happy and it makes oh, a it, huge it literally difference. blows my mind because yeah. I have always been like I remember up until literally a year ago I remember just I've always been a really negative person like I yeah. had this mentality when I was growing up of like all these terrible things happened to me and all these terrible things happened to my family mm-hmm. like what is my life like this is stupid like I I don't understand like I literally was so negative and it and but then I also was you know, a cheerleader, an all-star cheerleader on the TV, running the magazine, like putting on, doing everything for everyone and trying to be like this face of like, I can do everything. I've got it all together. Yet I was just like losing it on the inside. And I was so miserable. And like, I got an Instagram message a couple weeks ago that truly like shook me to my core. (sighs) And she was like, when I scroll back to your Instagram, she was like, your Instagram is so colorful and you smile now she's like if I scroll back eight months ago you didn't smile in any pictures they were like so you looked not even like the same person she's like I literally can scroll and see the evolution of like you becoming you yeah and I looked and I was like you're holy shit like literally you are right like wow I never used to smile I used to think positivity was a crock of bs and I used to literally look at people who would talk about positivity and like Themselves and I'd be like, oh, that's cool for you, but like, not for me. Right. And like, no, no, it's for everyone. <laughs> that's so true. I really can relate to that completely. I'm interested. Like, I thought it was cool to just be like negative. I don't even know. Like, I apparently thought it was cool to be negative. Yeah, like a chip just, on your like, shoulder. Moody and yeah. Yeah. And it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. People don't want to be around that, is also no. what I realized. <laughs> like, it's misery. No one wants to hang out with someone who's miserable all the time. But it's, it's, no, now I get that. Yeah. And it's good because, like, you know, everyone goes through so much shit in their life at some point, and some have it worse than others. But, like, if you learn to turn it around for something good instead of, like, acting like the world has chosen you to just make your life shit. He's like, yeah, the victim. Like, yeah. I just, like, I hate that, but it really is true. Like, I was living a huge part of my life being the victim. And yeah, like, did bad things happen? Yeah. But, like, if I now am so grateful, like I've gotten to this point and this has all been so recently of being so grateful for my life, even though it's been really awful at times, because like, I now feel like I was put here to like be there for people that have gone through the same things right. and to hopefully help them get through it in like a, a entertaining comedic way and make them laugh yeah. in some, at some point. Absolutely. And it could go always like one of two ways. You could either just like that like miserable side can just like completely ruin you or you can turn it around like you're doing and really make a difference. So that's awesome. I'm, I commend that. Thank you. It's <laughs> just like been like, it's just been a complete change like for me. Like I just feel like the past year has been like the biggest growth yeah. for me and it's just really wild. Oh, totally. To I feel see. the same way. It's crazy. I don't even recognize myself looking back either. So I, can I know. Totally... 
I totally relate to that. So what are your, what does your family say about your videos? And have you like opened up about any of the things that have gone down with your family when you were little or anything? Cause you mentioned there, you went through some, some shit. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, my family is like kind of, I mean, we're very weird. So like, it's like me and my parents got divorced when I was six, mm-hmm. it's me and my sister with her. And then my dad got married to my stepmom right away. She had two kids. They had a kid together. They actually just got divorced today, Um, officially, but that is fine. They have been married since I was six. And, like, um, so it's always been, like, a weird dynamic. Um, And my family, it's weird. I was talking about this with a therapist one time, and they were like, what are the boundaries with you and your family? And I was like, honestly, there are none. And that can be a really beautiful thing, but it can also be a really not good thing sometimes. And so with them, they know everything. Like I, you know, my mom watches my videos. My sister watches my videos. My dad doesn't really watch my videos because I think he knows that he gets name dropped a little bit. Yeah. And I'm just pretty open. In my opinion, like what I've gone through is like up to me to share. And like, obviously I'm not like out there completely bashing my dad and like, things that he's done on the internet for his job's sake but on the other hand like it's my story to tell and if it can help people feel less alone then I want to share that with them yeah absolutely and so you know at times like I'll get a text from my dad that's like did you really need to share that and I'm like well I'm sorry like there's comments that are so pertinent to like what happened to me like when we were younger my sister was my sister's like super I mean we have the same body now but when mm-hmm. she was younger like a baby she was like oh have baby chub like whatever like they yeah. have it and she was like four years old and like him and my stepmom would say to her like they literally it literally came out of their mouth that you should be a sumo wrestler not a ballerina because you're fat oh and or that she was a blimp and oh. these things literally stuck with her until she then developed her own eating disorder right. like two years ago. And it's just like things like that, that I am completely going to talk about on my platform and not a way to bash those people, but as like a learning experience, because I think there's a lot of parents out there using language with their kids that they don't even see how inappropriate it is. Yeah, absolutely. And so it was always like this, this relationship of like this toxic relationship between me and my sister going to our dad and our stepmom's house that we eventually just stopped going at one point. And it's kind of just been like, not in a strange relationship, but it's just, I, it's just different. It's right. just what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's like, it's not you know, like you don't love your dad. You just, you need to share this part of just, your life. Yeah. And like, I was really lucky to, even though my mom was gone a lot and my, I didn't see my dad a lot. Like I was really lucky. I was having closest relationship with my mom's dad Mm-hmm. And mom, my grandparents, like my grandpa, literally my best friend in the entire world. Mm. And he passed away like oh, my senior year of college. And so part of like even what I do now is he was just like the smartest man ever. He yeah. believed in me. Like he was like got me through everything. He right. believed in me. He even in college, he would send me in the mail, the New York Times style section every week. And just be like, you're going to be in the New York Times one day. You're going to change lives one day. Like, keep going. And then, you know, my grandma, she passed away just this year from dementia and stuff with that. And so, I mean, like, that's been really hard. But I'm really grateful I had them because I know that some people have nobody. And they lived super close to my house when I was younger. So I could just go there and chill and get away from, like, the loudness, yelling, and just all of that type of stuff. Um, and so, oh my gosh, even the stuff I do now, I'm like, oh my gosh, doing it for my grandpa yeah. <laughs> because he would be so proud. He's your biggest um, champion. He always, he knew I was into fashion, but he was always like, I know you love fashion, but like, I see more. Like, I, I think you can bring a little bit more. Yeah. And I just like had no idea. I was like, no, like just fashion. I don't want to do anything else. Like I just so close minded to what I could do. I mean, I was um, the same exact way. I used to say the exact same thing. <laughs> just fashion. Like even my mom would be like, I can see you reporting on like the war lines. Like, and I'm like, no mom, I'm, I just want to do fashion. Like yeah. stop, stop. It's funny how your priorities change as you become like more in tune with who you are. 
Yeah. And you just like, it's less superficial because I used to literally say the same thing. I just want to do fashion. I know. Nothing it was like else. all that mattered. Yeah, totally. But I mean, that's super important. I'm sure it is a little awkward to have to like talk about your family and like give, you know, examples like you gave about the sumo wrestler comment. But yeah, I mean, it did form it's awkward, you but into it's who like... you are. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I feel as if, like, some people do say to me, like, literally my friends, and I mean, now that I put all this out there, it's like, I meet anyone in person, Mm -hmm. especially if it's at, like, a networking event or something that people know what I do. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, you know, literally all my business. Like, you know everything about me (laughs) right now as we're about to meet. And people will literally ask me, like, don't you get, like, embarrassed to, like, literally talk about some of the things you talk about? And I'm like, no. And, like, honestly, in my mind, I had to, like, just say, like, if I'm comfortable talking about it, then, like, I feel like it's my duty to talk about it. Like, if I can talk about it and it helps me and it helps other people and I feel fulfilled and, like, I can, you know, do it with a comedic twist at times because, like, that's important to me, too. You know, I grew up watching being obsessed with YouTube, like, when it wasn't cool. Like, I low-key made my first YouTube video, if you look on my channel, when I was, like, 16 in my mom's basement on my MacBook. And, like, those YouTubers that I watched then, like, got me through just, like, the hardest times because they could make me laugh and make me feel less alone. So, like, that is all that I want to do. And if that takes me sharing or airing some of my dirty laundry, as some might say, then that's fine with me. <laughs> I mean, comedy is like the best outlet for anyone to who's feeling down about something to be able to make you laugh. It really like changes your whole mindset. So I totally agree with that. Especially if it's honest. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of this yeah, stuff exactly. is just funny. Like it can be, life is funny. Even though it's miserable sometimes, like you can make it, it, it can be hilarious. Like it's just all yeah, about how and- you treat it. Yeah, and I know that some people that watch my videos are from what they message me because I have a really close relationship with my followers, which is something that's, like, really important to me Yeah, is to, like, have a community thing, not just, like, ask, ask, ask for likes and follows and then not really give any value back to the people that are giving me my dreams, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, I always want to respond. Like, I take so much time to do that. And I know some of these people are in just, like, the lowest of places, like, women who are, you know, in their 50s, who have struggled with an eating disorder their entire life and never got to live like a full life. Like maybe some of them like still live with their parents, like literally never got to live a full life. And they get to like see me fighting that at a young age and like living in LA and trying to pursue my dreams. Super inspiring. That I can make them laugh or smile once in their whole day. Like that's, that's good for me. Like, because I know that some people just don't laugh or smile in their whole day. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, like, with social media and stuff, it makes it makes it a lot harder. But also, like, if you know how to use the, out, use the outlet properly, then you're, you're good. I mean, like, the fact that you yeah. stop – like, I personally have stopped comparing myself to people and being able to take your channel and actually use it for something good rather than just, like, looking at other people all day long and what they're doing is so much better because – that honestly like looking at other people's bodies all day can really just make you form an eating disorder that you maybe oh, it literally have. can mess you up yeah it's crazy I it's such a double-edged sword because it's like I struggled so much when I first decided I'm sure like a lot of girls when I first decided that I wanted to like dive into that world like creating content and I at first was like oh my gosh like I need to look like all these other girls. I need to dress like all these other girls. And I'm like, you are not like, you're different. Like, you know, like you do you. And like, for me, if that means growing a following at a slower rate, like that is fine. I literally just want to build a place where people can like feel happy, feel confident, feel good about themselves because I have a ton of friends that are fashion influencers and bloggers. And like, Mm -hmm. I love them and I love what they do. Um, I just, would, I just would like a little bit more reality from yeah, people. I, I would just like a little bit more thoughtfulness from people. You know, like I have had this conversation, actually. It's a hard conversation to have with some of, you know, when your friends 
are in so like deep in that industry and like think they have to be like everybody else and look like everybody else. And I've had to have those conversations with my friends yeah. because, I, you know, so you say you're a fashion blogger and someone comes to your Instagram for like sweater recommendations, but then they click on your story and you're talking about how you just ate a plate of French fries and that makes you so gross and so fat. Then like they leave maybe an impressionable young girl thinking, man, if I eat a plate of fries, I'm so gross. And yeah. being fat is a bad thing. And like that irks me like nobody's business. Yeah. I'm like, please be more thoughtful about what you say. Because Absolutely. if you want to be influencing people, you're influencing them. But if they leave your page feeling bad about themselves versus good about themselves, then like I just don't feel like that's a like good job done. Right. You're not doing your duty as like a, this role model that you're basically offering yourself up to be no matter what kind of influencer you want to be. Like you're still going to have people – if there's eyes on you, then you have to make that good impression. Exactly. And if you like want the eyes on you and ask, you know, people to, you know, buy the products you're selling and do all of this stuff, it's like I just want a little bit more thoughtfulness. Not that no one's doing it, but I just see it even with my friends that I've yeah. had to tell them like, just at least think about that. Yeah, like, say totally. whatever you want, but like, just think in the back of your mind what a 13-year-old girl that looks up to you is going to think the next time she goes to like eat French fries or nothing. Yeah, totally. Like, just. I mean, it's also interesting because like people, I think maybe now in the last few years have been more on board with um, like a healthier body type and just being healthy yeah. overall. But it it also goes with, like, trying to look like other people and having a bunch of bloggers that are the same, have the same kind of feed and post the same things. Like, I don't like to see that. Like, I like to see someone who looks different and is unique and putting out different material and just, even if it is fashion, like, doing it differently is super important, I think, because then you're just going to... Me too. Yeah. I like completely recurated the feeds that I follow in the past couple months. Like I tell my followers all the time to unfollow people to make you feel like shit about yourself. Like just yeah. do it. I've done it. I've literally had to tell some of my friends, like I'm going to unfollow you like, I'm, or mute your posts. Like, I'm sorry. Like I love you. And like, I'll follow you again. But like, I need to do that for me. Yeah. And I've like curated it to girls who, and it's not even about their body types. There's really thin girls in there, but like, it's about like, people who want to either have a message that I think is inspiring or dress in a cool, different way. Like yeah. I don't need to see the same outfit styled a million times. Like, and I'm not a big fan of like the over the top curation and like filtering totally. and like all that stuff. Like I'm more just like take a picture, post it in the moment. And like, that's yeah. more natural to me. Um, and that's like what I've curated my feed to be. Now I realized a couple months ago that I was scrolling and like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate, yeah. And I'm like, what? Stop. Like, you, why do you, why are you following them if you literally get upset by looking at their pictures? Yeah. There's no, yeah. It's your feet. Like, it's your Instagram. You can follow who you want and it doesn't matter. So it's, it's interesting how following certain people, even just scrolling, will affect your whole day. <laughs> it's like, I've yeah. done the same thing. I've had to mute people or have, you know, like people's stories pop up like really close to the beat front of your Instagram feed and you're just like need to click it to get it out of the way if you're like OCD yeah. like that <laughs> um no I'm very yeah and you might as well make it so it's someone you actually want to see but it is it is yeah, cool like, when someone's like you just people just want to see authentic authentic people doing yeah. authentic things instead of yeah pretending to be something they're not like there's nothing that bothers me more also than someone posting food or something that they're not going to eat and you know that it's just like yeah I know you didn't that's eat like that. half the people I'm friends with out here <laughs> yeah. it's like I, what do you even like stop it stop it yeah I heard this some my friend was telling me the other day this hilarious story about this male blogger who bought a bunch of a bunch of in and out at and when he was in LA and he didn't even eat it he was like we threw that out right after Ugh. And they just did yeah, it because like, it gets so more. Sad. Yeah, it just gets more. First of all, food waste. Wow, and it gets food like, waste. Wow. Yeah, and it gets just a more likes, I guess. So that's why they do it. And I was like, I recently had in and out for the first time. I wasn't that impressed by it, but people can I'm more of a comment what they girl, want. But you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but that's interesting. So do you you must still struggle with um, ish, food issues? I feel like everyone who goes through that yeah. still does. I mean, I do still. But are you in therapy, Macy? Yeah, I am, and I have been for a, a while. I wasn't when I first moved here for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and it took a while to find something that worked for me here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still like, I never say on my channel that I'm recovered. Like, I don't even know exactly what that means. Yeah. I think maybe it means different things. People have a lot of um, opinions on recovery, very like strong opinions on if you can ever be recovered or if you can't. I have no idea because like, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Yeah. But like, for me, I, I see this as just every day I make little choices. I make little or big choices that like are choosing recovery for me. Right. Um, whether that be what I'm eating, whether that be me looking in the mirror and instead of saying shitty things about my body, like grabbing it and saying nice things about it, saying yeah. what I'm thankful for, stuff that I used to laugh at. But I mean, literally the other day I was taking a shower and I had eaten like a, like a bigger dinner the night before. And I was just like bloated like any human stomach is when they yeah. eat. And I was sitting in the shower just looking at it. And for like a second, I was like, shit like what what are you doing like what Uh, like I just got so uncomfortable in my own skin yeah and I like grabbed my stomach and instead and then my thighs and instead of letting myself say something bad like I always have that's done me no good Mm -hmm. I just was like grab my thighs and I was like okay thank you for letting me walk just that's thank you I appreciate you like okay (laughs) like this is fine like this is fine yeah and just saying things like that because that's the biggest part for me it's eating disorders are like their mental illness to me, their mental illnesses with like physical consequences. Yeah. And because not everyone that has an eating disorder is underweight ever in their whole life, even, you know, it doesn't matter. Totally. And I, I have had to really focus on the mental part of it all. For me, it's so much in my head of like body dysmorphia, me looking in the mirror and not seeing what everyone else sees, which gets better. And like, I've worked in a lot through therapy mm-hmm. because it plays a huge part in it. Um, but for me, it's so much, it's honestly been a little bit easier to start eating the physical food and looking at that in a different way. And more, it's been harder to like really train my mind to not wake up and automatically think or say out loud, like negative things about myself and my body. Yeah. And that's honestly for me something because I'm like weight restored technically in a physical sense, like eating wise now and right. with the food that I eat. But, like, I am, for me, like, recovery is really coming from the way that I view myself, the way I speak about myself. Absolutely. And because that's just really important to me. I never really ever thought of it. I thought, I don't know, in my mind, just everyone thought shitty, talked shitty about themselves because I would hear it all the time. I mean, in high school, all you hear is everyone talking about how fat they are and how they need to only eat these crackers or celery sticks because celery sticks burn you know calories while you're eating them yeah. and that's like literally all everyone talks about it's and just so such a, I was like yeah. I was ingrained to think that exactly it's such an unhealthy and, relationship with food and, and it started so young and right. when your friends are all like camaraderating about it yeah. you're like okay this is normal and so I never even thought about a relationship with myself yeah. and how that I wanted that to be a positive one and it, it's just crazy it it, it I just feel like I I'd want to say to anyone listening that if you feel like you're just so negative, like, and cannot be positive, like I did it. And I swear I was just so negative. Like yeah. I can't even explain how just, I was just so negative and sad and depressed. And like, I, I'm not saying that like positivity cures depression, like that's therapy and medication and also positivity, but it, it just is really brought me like a new life it totally as dramatic as that sounds yeah I mean being positive really actually has been known to just even just smiling when you feel sad is known to trick your brain into thinking it's happy it's like some weird thing but I mean I can totally relate to you I really I I suffered similar things like body dysmorphia and and not even just body issues but just like appearance issues not liking the way you looked and yeah, kind of the whole thing. Yeah. Just picking yourself apart when, like, really you're picking yourself apart for things no one else would notice and people probably love about you, the things that you Literally, hate about yourself. no one notices. Yeah. Like, I have 
a gap front two, a gap in my front two teeth that literally like I is why I used to never smile my it's entire life. so cute, life. by the way. I love your gap. It's so cute. And <laughs> I like literally hated it for so long. I talked so much crap about it. And I, now I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's fine. Yeah. It's your teeth. Like get over it. It is fine. No one notices. When I would smile, I would just like look at the picture and zoom in and be like, what is wrong with your face? Yeah. And I used to think my hair wasn't good enough. I, I swear, it's just like a never ending list of things that I feel like just so many people, girls and boys, because when I was in treatment for my eating disorder, you know, half our group was boys, high school boys who did not want to be there, were embarrassed that they had to be there and really opened my eyes up to that. It's something that, you know, boys and girls struggle with. Yeah, that's interesting. Jack, what do you ever struggle from body image issues? I mean, you're 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 very tall. Jack is very tall. I'm very tall. Um, but I can. The only thing I can relate to is being hangry, and yeah. I can't imagine being hangry all the time. Yeah. So. But uh, no, and and even my I'm sure even if my friends did or have struggled with that, they would never tell yeah. me. So it's definitely. I think it's totally, oh no, the guys. It's so taboo. The guys that I met, men. they're like they would never like they took the longest to open up but like needed to talk, (laughs) but did not talk to any of their friends about it. I mean, you don't even, I'd certainly don't think of it as like a male issue, but of course it, you know. Someone I went to high school with, what someone we went to high school with, I'm not going to say his name just because, you you know, but um, I found out recently he was anorexic all through, all through high school. And I had no idea. But it's like, it could affect men that way, but it could also be like the binge eating problems and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. And just, like being overweight yeah, I have men message me on instagram all the time wow. not as much as girls obviously but i get messages from men and boy, and there was a boy i went to college with that i was close friends with mm-hmm. who was in my boyfriend's fraternity and he reached out to me recently like the most heartfelt thing about how he never knew i was going through that because like we were close friends all through college yet yeah. didn't know that we both were going through this thing and wow. he was like i literally like watch your videos and i have not told anyone but like i'm so thankful for them because i just had no idea like what was going on in my head why this was happening why i'm like a straight male who gives a shit like who cares about this yeah and like i was just like wow like you just don't think of it no one really thinks of it as boys too yeah. and that you know guys have this insecurities as well absolutely i think and statistically it statistically it's probably more women but only because less men yeah. open up about it right yeah. so there's probably exactly. so many so many men who are benefiting from just hearing and you know it's like i i get men have different body types and they don't put on weight the same way girls do and all of that but yeah not every man's metabolism is fire fast or or anything exactly. like that. So it, it is interesting. And I, I have friends who have like lost weight and are super into the gym and almost like have developed body image issues from being so fit now. Like they're oh, no, too the, the focused. Whole fit, fit thing is like a whole nother. Yeah. Like there's, there's some issues going on in that too. Yeah, seriously. I mean, and it's crazy because after, so I recently got a trainer. I work out at S10 Training in Tribeca with Nick um, mm-hmm. Newbody is his Instagram. Shout He's out. the best. <laughs> um, but he <laughs> basically taught, like, I've, I've always, like, for the past few years, really loved learning about nutrition and skincare and all of that. But he taught me a lot more about it because I sort of, you know, for breakfast I would have, like, a protein bar and then kind of just be, it was like the lazy way out of, eating like a whole food diet yeah and he taught me a lot about that and like all these things I never knew about and what can what contributes to weight gain that is totally out of your control and how like stress has a lot to do with it so it's it's interesting how people just put the blame on food and what they drink like all the time when really it's like if you're stressed and you're negative and you hate the way you look like you're probably gonna get fatter <laughs> so it's like you need to make your mind good. at a place where it's 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 okay and then work on that and then think about your body after. <laughs> yeah, and it's good that you're getting that information from someone who's like actually knows what they're talking about because yeah. I feel like with Instagram, like you were saying, you're eating a protein bar every morning and like whatever because people are literally pumping info at young, impressionable people on Instagram being like, you can't eat carbs. They will make you fat. This, this, and this. All these random health facts that who knows where they got them. Right. And like, 
and you're spewing them. And I remember I went through this phase, um, one of my, my junior year of college where I was convinced I didn't have my eating disorder anymore. And I'd gotten so obsessed with all like the like fitspo pages on Instagram and that I needed to be eating this, this, and this. And I thought that my eating disorder, I didn't think that was existing anymore. I thought I was just being healthy and being fit and it became a whole new obsession. And I was like clinging on to these food rules that these other people, other just influencers were putting out there that weren't right. That might be even right for their body, but it's not right for the 14 year olds that are following them to be told they can't have a carb. It's not a one size fits all thing. No. And that's where, you know, where people are getting their information from, especially kids. I mean, I know my 13 year old sister, like she literally lives on Instagram and you like, I can't even imagine, but like when I was 13 having that, but like, it, she listens to everything that yeah. everyone on there says that she trusts. It's like the and pivotal so, moment, like the pivotal point of brain development and you're getting all this information yeah. that is not necessarily accurate. And like, that's why, I mean, I was grateful to get a trainer because I was totally sedentary basically for seven months after my concussion. And then I was like, I noticed changes in my body and I was like, I want something that will fit just for my body. Like someone who will yeah, for you. completely create a plan just for me and then when I I went to some beauty panels and food panels about the different trends and all this stuff and it's really just pushed on us by like the food industry and the pharmaceutical industry and all of that and all these labels that no one really understands but like that's why it's not a one-size-fits-all thing and you really have to find what works for you because you could totally be eating a healthy diet, but like you can be intolerant to whatever you're eating and then it's not going to help you at all. So it's interesting. Oh, yeah. You I mean, just have to I'm do your research. In re- recovery. Yeah. I'm in recovery and I, I mean, I don't eat dairy at all because yeah. I'm intolerant to it. And people get on me about that on my channel. Like it is one of the biggest things. People are like, how do you recover from an eating disorder if you just cut out all dairy? I'm like, well, there's an alternative for everything. Like, hello, I live in Los Angeles. Right. I can eat anything. Also, I don't really eat but dairy it, it either, just, so I'm with you on that. I mean, it effed with me. Yeah. And my skin's much better for it, too. Yeah. Um, and you found it works for you, so people should be happy for you instead of putting you down for it. Yeah. I put myself in a position where basically everyone can uh, likes to argue about what I'm eating in my DMs, but that, there's far less of those than the positive ones. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. I get quite a negative side sometimes but i'm i'm pretty positive the angry messages i get are from people that like are so deep in their eating disorders and sick that they like project that on Absolutely. people that are trying to fight against it yeah and so that's fine that's totally. what trolling is the trolls are just the trolls know, are real themselves are dealing the with trolls the are the thing. trolls and yeah. you know they give you clicks and likes and engagement at least yeah that's true yeah, they're really better or for worse. <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's so interesting. So how long how long have you been with your boyfriend? Since freshman year of college, so like seven years. Wow. Okay, so he like, really has been there yeah. for everything. Yeah. Like, I met him my freshman year of college. We started dating my freshman year of college. And then we moved out here from Ohio together, like, packed up our car and just drove out here. Um, he's in accounting and finance. So like, we're completely different on that front. Yeah. He's like not a creative, it's just not for him, but he is like the most supportive human being, basically the opposite of like what my dad has been to me. Yeah. Like he has just been like, I never expected to be in the relationship I'm in now. When I was growing up, I always saw myself being like single and like, just you know doing fashion being single and like that is being skinny probably that's like probably was all the goals and now I would I never expected to be in like a long-term happy relationship where like I was supported and it was something that I really fought against for like a good portion of our relationship yeah was how supportive he was I was like I'm a mess I don't understand like you're so perfect like I just don't understand why you want to even be with me and right. that's, you know, self-sabotage in its own. Um, but since we've been out here, since I've been actively in recovery, like, I mean, even our relationship has, I didn't even think it could get better, but, and we could get closer, but like, then we did because yeah. I wasn't even realizing how selfish my eating disorder just made me. And when you're in a relationship with someone, live with someone and share your life with someone and like 
you have to control everything that goes into the house food-wise, everywhere you guys can eat out, when you can't have to cancel plans because you think you're too bloated. Like, yeah. I don't even know how he dealt for so yeah. long. It's, like, crazy. You realize you you probably missed out on, like, learning a lot about each other in that time period just because your mind is completely elsewhere. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, pushing him away is definitely a, de- a defense mechanism when you're not happy with yourself and – that's it's awesome that you guys were able to move through that because I know that like it's really hard when you don't like yourself to be with someone and like yeah no I mean completely I have I don't know how we did it I just he's a really really good person yeah and like a I mean he's just amazing like I can't even say it enough because he just supports everything I do even though he doesn't and now he's understanding it more but even though he didn't I mean he had never ever thought about moving to Los Angeles yeah. my whole life in Ohio feeling like an alien and like I didn't want to be there and that I was either going to move to New York or LA and then my best friend after graduation moved to New York I moved out here and he was like I mean he was like I'm down like I can do finance stuff anywhere and like yeah. why not do it where you can go after what you want to do that's so amazing that's rare He's yeah a good our, one. our He's families a were like <laughs> thought we were insane but like I mean mine knew I was gonna leave but like I mean everyone of course told us like we couldn't do it and now we've been here for like a, over a year and a half and that's amazing. now they're not saying that yeah you've proved them wrong so that's good so is he um does he watch your videos or is he in any of your videos yeah he's in like he's been in a good portion so he used to just kind of be in them like teeny 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 bit but like not really talking because we lived together so it was kind of like you know but then I started putting him in a more and like my viewers love him like they love him more than they love me like they (laughs) literally love him so much he feels so awkward so like he's getting way more comfortable with it yeah um so we'll vlog on Sundays and he'll be in them like during the week not as much but on the weekends and he I mean now he's like now that he gets a positive response yeah, I mean, that's From amazing. He's like, he has, like, a whole other perspective, being, like, the other person kind of involved in this eating disorder journey, but not having one. So that's an interesting... Yeah, we did, a like, a couple of Q&A video yeah. a couple months ago where I had people send in questions for it. And, I mean, people loved it. Like, people said they sat down with their significant other and was like, watch this. This is exactly how I'm feeling. And this how this is how I need you to help help me handle it yeah. like because I know that eating disorders like I don't blame like people for not knowing how to talk about them and what to say because unless you've been through one or like really taken the time to like understand it, it, it you don't know what to say totally. you know you're like just eat or just whatever and uh, he had to learn these things I mean he's ha- had to learn what to say, what not to say, what I personally need. I always yeah. tell anyone struggling with eating disorder to like be super honest with their family, friends, boyfriend, girlfriend, because no what you need unless you tell them. And yeah. then you can't blame them for not knowing if you're not going to be honest with them about what you need. And that's been like, I mean, that was the biggest thing with him and I is just like honesty about exactly what I needed. Yeah. I mean, like in any relationship, communication is key, but particularly the right dialogue is like pertinent to a relationship especially when you're going through something like that as I was thinking you know about when people are depressed and they say just snap out of it it's not something you could just snap yeah. out of it's also like saying, the worst thing to say right and to hear and just it's say, the worst. that's yeah. like just eat is the worst thing right to say. just eat the burger like you can use a burger like no you don't get it <laughs> yeah um, exactly it's a horrible it's a horrible uh, thing to tell someone to do because they just don't understand if food, the food is just it's so, it's so crazy how we develop these relationships with food. And it's mostly, I feel like, like honestly, yeah. in the U.S. particularly, it's so much different than it would be in growing up in Europe. And I'm sure people in Europe and or in Asia and around the world have their own eating disorders and things like that. Because food is just such a cultural thing, but it's also... Yeah, I mean, I know when I go to Greece to visit my family, because a a large portion of my dad's side of the family lives there. Okay, yeah. um, Like, food is, it's definitely talked about differently. Mm -hmm. It's more celebrated. Eating 
as a family eating together meals are celebrate. Like it's just different when I'm there. Like, I I don't know. There's less talk about your body and like specifically, and I'm not saying it's for everyone, but in my experience, every time I've gone there, like it's just made me, it's, I feel more comfortable around food and the way that my family talks about food. That's why, I mean, it's been so hard for Maya to even understand the stuff that I've gone through because she just, is like, food's great. Like, what are you talking about, Macy? Like, oh my God. Like, they just, I don't know if it's, they, you know, the dialogue is just different about it over there. But yeah, it's definitely more hyper-focused on in our country. Totally. I mean, they, that we think about the consequences of eating way too much. And I think they use it as like, definitely a celebratory thing. Especially in Greece. They have no stress as it is. So they're just like, oh my God, no, it's just like, it's amazing. Yeah. They, and the Mediterranean diet, they just have it all figured out over there. Yes. Where in Greece is your family from? So they live so they live in Athens okay. and Syros. Okay. And they used to live in Crete. So they oh have gosh. like an apartment building in Athens and then we'll go to Syros like in the summer. Yeah. Um, it used to be Crete in the summer. When I was younger, we always would go for like two weeks and go to Athens for a week. And do like you know the city, yeah. and then go to Crete and do like the island. Crete is gorgeous. I like the island way more. Yeah, I mean everyone loves the islands. I went to Crete this summer, but I actually went around Athens alone, and I really enjoyed it. Some people just some people. I feel like I want to do that. I've never done it like by myself. Yeah, like, I've always just been with my family. It's so fun alone. I mean, I would highly recommend it. I people said so many negative things about Athens to me prior, just because it's maybe not the most. Um, yeah cleanly city i guess i don't really know but it i enjoyed it i was like i could literally spend a week here alone yeah no care i thought i love the history yeah it's great um but they definitely i feel like everyone there has just totally different relationship with food in general they also i notice like when i go on vacation and i'm not stressed at all and i kind of eat whatever i want i don't really gain weight i'm just sort of like i feel like the more you try to control everything you just become like your mind almost, it's like a mental thing. You become like worse off for that. Because stress can like totally, you know, manifest physically in your body. Totally, yeah. So yeah. when you're so stressed about everything you're eating, like it, it can show in the weirdest ways. It's so true. It really can. Just completely, it can be super debilitating too. And it leads to like mm-hmm. anxiety and all of these other things because you become super anxious. But um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely when you have an eating disorder, I think you definitely develop like this OCD kind of outlook on. Oh yeah, of like food I, and control. Yeah, and I got kind of diagnosed thing. with OCD when I was in middle school. Yeah, and I just feel like I just feel like yeah, everyone I've almost talked to that has gone through an eating disorder, not all types, but some mm-hmm. struggle with just OCD, anxiety, just so like so many things because your mind just gets so wild and like I don't like want to use or use the word crazy but it gets wild up there like it's just thinking about so many things the consequences of so many things all the things you need to do to fix all of those things combat all of those things and like in turn you're just making so many more problems for yourself it's like running on a treadmill like your brain is running on a treadmill all the time all the time yeah totally I feel that I feel exactly that way I'm really happy we talked today because we have a lot in common this is really cool yeah, me too. Um, this is, like, so fun. I know. Next time you're in New York, you should come on live. No, I want to. I need to – I want to play because my best friend lives there, and I have so many people there that I, like, need to meet up with. Yeah, we and can get so I need so- to just, like, take Sophie a week. in here together. And we'll have a big Greek meal. Yeah. And have a Greek meal <laughs> on the table. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we can go to the best Greek restaurant in New York, Kiki's. It's oh, on yeah. the Lower East Side. It's so amazing and super authentic. Oh, my God. I'm down. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's so cheap. It's really, like, the best. I had it the other week, and it was – you, like, definitely overeat a little Ugh. bit, but you can make healthy choices, which is always nice. But they have the best cheesecake ever, too, which I have to get every time. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I'm no, down. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, so what – wanna do you want to tell everyone what your Instagram handle is and your YouTube channel handle and all of that so they can reach you? Yeah. So anyone – this listening can reach out anytime. Mm-hmm. I promise I'm like the most non judgmental open book. You can't say anything that will shock me. Like it will be fine and we'll talk about it. And 
literally everything is at Macy Eleni, M-A-C-Y-E-L-E-N-I on YouTube and Instagram. And I'm about to start Vlogmas on my YouTube channel, which is where you upload a video every single day till Christmas from December 1st to the 25th. So I've gotten pressured into doing it. I mean, I wanted to do it, but I asked and everyone said yes. So if you want video every single day on my channel for all of December. Oh, I'm definitely tuning into that. That's amazing. (laughs) It's a little gift every day up until Christmas. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Um, All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. We definitely want to have you back on because this has been very insightful and really amazing that you are so open and it's made me feel more comfortable being open about things that I've struggled with even. So You've inspired me today, oh, so that's that amazing. That makes me so happy. Yay. I feel like I've just done my job today. And you it's have. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> You're already working. <laughs> um, okay, okay, well, so- I will, I'm going to plan a week in New York, and I will come. Perfect. I can't wait. We definitely will have you back on, and it will be really fun. We'll plan yeah. something fun. Okay, amazing. It was so nice to meet you. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thanks, Macy. Anytime. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye.